Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Eddie Bates. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Well, it's time for learning about the LCMS Disaster Response Conference that's coming up this fall. Joining me today, the Reverend Michael Meyer. He's director of training for LCMS Disaster Response. Pastor Meyer, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Andy. It is time to to prepare for. A disaster conference. You can't. I don't know. Can you prepare for? I guess you can prepare for a disaster. That's yeah, really what you, you can. do, that's right? Really, that's that's uh, that's you know nine tenths of it is is making sure that you're prepared. Because if you're if if you're prepared for something to happen and it does, you'll you'll be better able to respond to it and help your neighbor in the process. That's really the whole the 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 whole mindset behind our preparedness programs. Mm-hmm. That if if we're prepared for disasters, we can then help our neighbors. We're not the ones needing as much help. We're able to step out and serve our neighbor during those times. And, and that brings us to a really good point. What, why do we have LCMS disaster response? What, what is the purpose of LCMS disaster response? Well, you know, it, it really gener, uh, generated out of uh, Hurricane Katrina in 2005. And uh, the, our church body wanted to help people. We hear what we have all these scripture passages, you know, when one member of the body of Christ suffers, all suffer together, right? And then, of course, uh, what what that means is that the rest of the body is going to go to help that part body, that body part that's hurt. And so the, the LCMS has been incredibly generous. And by that, I mean our congregations, our members in support of helping the neighbor in a time of disaster so that we're not sending our money off to some other organizations that do that may do wonderful work, but not in the name of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we then serve the neighbor in disaster with the name of Christ and in his name and giving them Jesus during this hard time. You mentioned Hurricane Katrina. Where were you at that time? I, I was getting married. And so I my, my wife and I were married about a week after Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans. We were in, in Kansas City. And so I was going on a honeymoon and away from Katrina. So it was not really on my radar, except that gas prices were going up and it was impacting our, our bottom line. But even at that time, you know, we spent a good portion of our honeymoon watching what was going on, mm-hmm. praying and, and, and for the people that were impacted and trying to find a way then to how can we help the body of Christ then reach out to those people. And then it wasn't wasn't long after that, then just a matter of years before you became a part of the team here at the International Center. What was it? Maybe what ten years later? Yeah, eight years later. Eight years. And we we started here at the International Center the same the same right. month. So in two thousand and thirteen. So it was eight years after Katrina. About seven and a half after LCMS disaster response officially became kind of a, a ministry of synod. Before that, we passed fond funds to like the LCMS would send it on to Lutheran Disaster Response, which was kind of under the umbrella of the ELCA at the time. And uh, President Matt Harrison, who at the time was Executive Director of World Relief and Human Care, recognized that most of our LCMS congregations that were donating wanted to help other LCMS congregations. And so that's kind of the model that that uh, was put into place that we're going to help LCMS congregations reach out to their community in the name of Jesus during those times. That's and is as much of a and compact as I can probably say it. And in your nine years with LCMS Disaster Response, 
and I can keep track of this because as you pointed out, we started on the same day right. here at the International Center. In your nine years with LCMS Disaster Response, where have you seen that uh, what you were just describing happen where LCMS congregations want to respond to disasters in their own community and so want to be prepared and, and really see this as a, a way that the Lord has gifted them to serve in their community? Where have you seen that happen? Wow, you know, we've seen this all over the United States from Florida to New York to Michigan, Wisconsin, Texas, after Hurricane Harvey uh, in 2017, where just congregations mobilized and they would sit and we were able to send, you know, truckloads full of equipment after Hurricane Harvey, truckloads full of equipment after Hurricane Florence in the Carolinas. We're able to send out grant funds and volunteers to do flood work in Colorado after flooding in Estes Park. We're able to, after tornadoes, send out hundreds and hundreds of volunteers or clean up homes with dumpsters and volunteers filling them on behalf of people and praying with them. And even here in St. Louis, we had we had congregations who were working in low-income areas and receiving, you know, a dozen members into their fellowship over the course of the the following year simply because of their work and the love that they were showing. That the the, the word went out, the people went with them to to serve, and it didn't return void. Now that doesn't always happen, but it does what God accomplishes, what what God desires for it, and. That's really kind of magnificent to see. And of course, that's just domestically, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, our church body has helped out in dozens of other countries as well, not with volunteers, but then with expertise and guidance and counsel and funds, whether it's the Philippines, Guatemala, the southern cone of South, you know, South America, Africa, Asia, all over, and even the recent refugee crisis coming out of the Ukraine. Our church body has stepped up and supported our fellow church partners with uh, with that same kind of support. Hmm. Domestically, it, it, and it's beautiful that we're able to, to partner with international partners as well as uh, here in the States as well. Thinking about those congregations in the States, sometimes it's a congregation that has gone through preparation and training to serve in a disaster. Sometimes it's a congregation that fies, finds themselves in circumstances where maybe there was a disaster in their own community or in a neighboring community where they see that they could step up and help. What's the difference between going through training and and preparation and then sometimes those congregations where they see a need, but they really haven't gone through much of the preparation or training yet? How much of a difference does that make when they've gone through that preparation and training? Right. So a congregation that has not gone through it and uh, the training but experiences a disaster, spends a lot of time in that first week asking the question, what can we do? How can we do it? And then not really coming to much consensus. Congregation that's been through the training can ask those same questions already with the goal in mind, saying, this is what we know is what we're we're capable of as a church body. And when we work together, (laughs) these are the options that we know are in front of us and where we then can fit into the response that's needed. So the response then is more responsive. It's it's more timely. It's more appropriate. It's more efficient because we're not spending money trying to figure these things out on the back end. We spend a little bit on the front end so that we can save a lot on the back end. And a lot of secular organizations have done research on this, that for every dollar that's spent on the preparedness side beforehand, saves actually $10 on the response. Uh, so it's that's wow. a that's a 
significant gap. Now, that also includes mitigation work and that kind of stuff. So it's probably not as spectacular of a number for our congregations. But for those congregations that go through the training and are prepared and maybe take steps for how how can we address this in our situation if this were to occur, certainly is much more efficient. So then what what are the, the good steps for a congregation? What are the best steps for a congregation to take in order to be prepared to serve their neighbors in response to a disaster? What are the, some of the initial things that they could do to start learning about being prepared to serve in a disaster? Well, two things. We would encourage them to connect with their district disaster response coordinator. And if you don't know who that is in your district, you can call us and we'll, let, we'll get you in contact with that person essentially so that you can you can schedule alert training in your own congregation. That's Lutheran Early Response Team Training to figure out how volunteers can engage, to see why the church should respond in the first place and how what our engagement looks like, how it's different from other organizations, and then how to do it safely. We have a, a, a big part of our training is how do we do this safely? How do we do this in a coordinated way so that we know that we're not alone when something mm-hmm. happens? that we're walking together in this. And then at the same time, how we're able to bring that to bear. And we have a we do have a, a website with our volunteer software so that all of our volunteers' go, uh, efforts go through lcms-lert.org. So if you go to the, that website, lcms-lert.org, you'll see all of our trainings, all of our deployments, and volunteers can sign up there. And so your congregation can you know, start talking about having, well, who who in our congregation can lead and be a part of this and start setting up some of these kinds of meetings, these kinds of trainings. And right now it's a six-hour training, but that's that's workable on a, on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And uh, congregations can start going down that path, having those conversations. How can they fit in and seeing what's out there? And while a whole congregation could go through LERT training, it might just be a few members of the congregation or, or uh, half of the congregation that goes through LERT training. Yeah. In fact, even uh, just if only one member from a congregation is interested and there's a training that's close to them, they can go to that training. They can sign up through the mm-hmm. website and say, I want to participate. So even as an individual, you can participate. Now, it works best when congregations have a small group of individuals who are working together because then you can share burdens locally as far as that's mm-hmm. concerned. Or if there's a need for a deployment. Maybe you're not available to go, but your neighbor is. Uh, and so if you go through the training together, one of you might be able to help or both at the same time, which is fantastic. So say a member of a congregation has an interest in helping in a disaster. They go through the alert training. They come back to their congregation and say, this was really helpful. Maybe a few more, inviting yeah, people exactly. from their own congregation. And, and then it grows from there. Story. So they take they take the, that experience back and say, maybe we could host this. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could be a part of this in a larger in a larger scale. What does one learn in LERT, Lutheran Early Response Team Training. And I know we've got the conference. We'll get right. to that in just a little bit. But right. this, this is leading up to the conference. Yeah. So in a very basic sense, they, you know, most people know what a disaster is, but we give a, a little bit of an overview of what is a disaster, what, what makes it presidentially declared, what are the scale, the scope, the differences, what, you know, natural versus man-made disasters. We go over some of that. We go over some of the biblical foundations for the church's response how our response looks different than that of the Red Cross or Team Rubicon or even the Salvation Army. And frankly, what it's going to be different than what most other churches do because a lot of other churches are in it only to serve somebody in the body when we talk about serving people in their body and in their souls. So that's, of course, with the name, like literally giving people Jesus, praying with them, speaking with this. So when we go out and help, 
It's not as if we say, well, we'll only help you if you come to church on Sunday morning. But no, if they ask, why are you doing this for free? We can say, well, because Jesus loves us and he loves you too. And we'd be, we, it, would be, it would be wonderful if we could share that together. And here's a time on Sunday morning where we could do that in a place. In the name, you know, and that happens in the name of that local congregation. So whether we're coming from Minneapolis down to Texas, where that disaster is, that local congregation, that host, that's where everybody's pointed to so that they can see that the, the, the bringer of, of this assistance is that local congregation. So from LERT training then, we'll talk more in just a little bit about this conference that's coming up in yeah. September, who might attend that conference and what they might learn at the LCMS Disaster Response Conference in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. Today we're learning about LCMS Disaster Response Alert Training and the upcoming conference for LCMS Disaster Response. Joining me in studio, the Reverend Michael Meyer, his director of training for LCMS Disaster Response. Now, in the first half of the program, we were talking about LERT, Lutheran Early Response Training, and that's that's part of the theme for the upcoming conference that's taking place in September, correct? Yes, September 28th through the 30th at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So... Who is the conference for the the disaster response conference? Who might want to attend that? Yeah, so we, this year we have almost almost two tracks. Mm-hmm. We have a number of plenary sessions that are appropriate for everybody, but we have one uh, on our breakout sessions. We've got breakout sessions that are designed for our district disaster response coordinators, our alert trainers, our team leaders, those that are going to be doing those kinds of trainings that have been set apart for that. And then we have another track for interested laymen, interested pastors and church workers who may not have engaged much with LCMS disaster response in the in the past, but really want to know what it is that we do mm-hmm. and want to maybe mingle and, and socialize with our leaders to say, all right, how can we work together on this? How can we how can we better be the body of Christ in a time of disaster? Or just to learn, say how how are we doing this right now? Mm-hmm. And how can I be a part of it? Talking with others who have been serving in disaster response for a while, whether it's congregations or here on the on the district level or the synod level as well, talking with them and learning from their experience as well, it sounds like. Exactly. So there's a lot of learning in that. And so even our leaders, we don't know everything. Uh, we're always constantly learning from each other and saying, so we have, a, we have a couple of case studies here where we'll actually wait and look at a couple of disasters that have happened in the last year. In this case, it's going to be Hurricane Ida on the Gulf Coast that hit New Orleans last year. And then some from the tornadoes that hit Kentucky right around Christmas of, and New Year's this last year. And we're going we're gonna to have leaders from each of those response come and tell us what went right, what went wrong, what were the challenges, what, what can the rest of us learn from, mm-hmm. from their response. So we can take that back and all of our other leaders can take that back and implement those for when they go into a response. So 
that's that's really kind of a fantastic idea, a thing that we're going to be talking about. And we have tabletop exercises too that we're going to sit down and we'll actually walk through a fake disaster together. And so we'll we'll evaluate and say, all right, this has happened. What do you do now? And we'll walk through the different steps and there's trigger points that says, all right, now there's a twist in this. And now what do we do? What What's our next steps? And we'll sit in round tables and say, all right, let's discuss this as a, as a small group. And then we'll share that with the whole group and learn from each other. Do you have like a board game version of this? <laughs> no, maybe next year. That sounds... Uh, if anybody's out there interested in developing board games, let me know. <laughs> I'll see that's disaster response to the board game. <laughs> the board game. Maybe we could sell it to Hasbro. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it sounds like a, a, it sounds very challenging, though, walking through a situation like that, just thinking through mentally what, you know, how would we respond? What would we do in the case of this disaster? And what resources do we have to respond yeah, to that but kind so of disaster? The idea, though, is that we don't do this alone. Mm-hmm. So even in our conversation at the conference, we're at small t- tables, five, six groups of seven, and you're with them. Mm-hmm. So it's this is not something that you're alone with. And that's a really healthy reminder for us in the church that if something is happening in your neighborhood, in your community, in your, at your congregation, you aren't alone. That you have brothers and sisters across the LCMS who want to help and will walk with you in the midst of it to help you. So that you're not doing this and just flying by the seat of your pants, doing it all alone and isolated. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the worst things that came out of COVID was the isolation. And we, we as the church, I mean, we were, we we were built to be in a community together, not just the local community of our congregations. Yes, that's, but the larger community mm-hmm. that, man, we're not alone. We have this wonderful, just wonderful, great experienced people who want to come and help it during these times and can bring a wealth of knowledge and some guidance and direction to help really multiply what it is you're able to do. Well, you've given us a a good picture of some of the things that happen at the LCMS Disaster Response Conference. Anything else on the agenda for the conference that we might not have covered yet? Yeah, we've got got some other things. One of the really primary themes of our, like the overarching theme of the whole conference is day by day, we magnify the alert and the life of the church, not just in disaster, but how can we love and serve the neighbor every single week, every single month? Because even if there's not a disaster occurring, we have neighbors in our congregation and in our communities who are hurting and need help. So we're trying to shape our the, the life of our alert teams to reflect that fact that our neighbors need help now, even apart from a disaster. So we're talking about mercy teams. How can our, how can these groups, rather than wait and twiddle thumbs, how can we get out and serve now and do it in the name of Jesus? So every single one of our, of our plenaries, every single one of our breakouts has that as its theme. Daily, daily we go out and serve the neighbor and proclaim Jesus in the midst of suffering. So we have keeping, keeping people engaged and serving others between disasters. We have trailers and equipment breakout on what, how do we do this? So we have it on spiritual care. We have, we even have a service project where we're looking to put together flood buckets for the Indiana district, and they're going to deploy those out for use after the conference. So we're going to talk about feeding. How can congregations and groups engage with feeding ministries, whether that's after a disaster or just apart from that? And we're going to talk about some other things, congregation preparedness and planning, how to, how can a congregation just put together a formalized plan to be prepared and, and plan for what may, what may happen and how can we engage when something doesn't happen, but still engage the neighbor. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You mentioned spiritual care a couple of times, and that being really the main difference the, between what LCMS disaster response and the local congregation can do and what many other organizations can do in response to a disaster. Right. What does that spiritual care look like? What, what, what do we learn in the alert training or in the conference as well? What does that spiritual care or what can that spiritual care look like for the layman, for the pastor, for the church worker? Yeah, primarily the spiritual care is it's an individual kind of spiritual care. So as we go and help people who have been through, whether their home is flooded or blown away, mm-hmm. we're meeting with those homeowners. And we're not just making them sign a waiver and doing the work and leaving, but we're visiting with them. We're taking the time to share, to hear their story, listen to what what they've been through, and to then respond to that with the words of Jesus, with prayer, with maybe scripture passages that have that have helped us in, in difficult times that we can share that with them. And then we always we always take their information and share it with the, the local congregation so that that congregation can then build a long-term relationship with that with that individual. So if, if you're volunteering outside of your community and in somebody else's community, that's how that would look. So you take that information, share it to the pastor, and that, that local congregation can then follow up and say, hey, how are you doing? Uh, it, uh, do you have any other needs that have come from this disaster that are being overlooked that we can maybe step in and help with? And by the way, we, we do have worship services at nine o'clock on Sunday morning, Bible studies at at ten thirty, and uh, here's where we're going to learn more about this loving Savior that we have, who has saved us and and has engendered this desire within us to help you and others. What is the what's the response you received from previous LCMS disaster response conferences? What have been some of the outcomes that people have shared with you from their attendance at the conference? Yeah, we get a lot of we get a lot of responses and comments about how wonderful it is for the networking mm-hmm. that we can sit down together and share our struggles, share our the things that are going that are going well for us. We get to talk and visit with people from other districts. Not it's not often that that our alert teams engage in a training that also engages, you know, like from Texas to California to Florida to, to New England to the upper Midwest, all these different groups that we're able to come together in one place and sit and visit. And we, we see some of those leaders who are wanting to help and saying, all right, and the conversations that occur even, so even outside of all these presentations that we have, and we have wonderful people that are, that are providing these presentations for us, outside of all of that, we have wonderful conversation that takes place between our people. And then, of course, we get to be at the campus of Fort Wayne, the Concordia Theological Seminary. We're joining them in worship on every day at 10 o'clock. When we're, maybe it's 9 o'clock during the summertime. I got to look at my skit. It's 10 o'clock. But, uh, so we'll, we'll be joining them every day for chapel and worshiping with the, the seminary community, joining their life for a few days and kind of sharing with them a little bit about what we do as well. Very good. How do we get to participate in the LCMS disaster response? Yeah, so there's two places you can go to the lcms.org and uh, go to the calendar and you can see the the disaster response conference September 28th, 29th and 30th and there's a link to register. It's $75 and with that you get two lunches and the banquet is included in that $75 fee. So we have like I said two lunches and a banquet. Sign up for that or you can go to that other website I said earlier lcms-lert.org. And you can volunteer. What are the volunteer opportunities? And this will show up there and you can sign up and see the link to register through that website as well.
Very good. Taking place September 28th through the 30th at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Other details we need to know about getting there, lodging, things like that. Yeah, so uh, on the on the registration link, there will be information on where where rooms can be reserved mm-hmm. at a reduced rate. We don't have a block of rooms that we've just set aside, but so people who register have to make their own registrations for their hotels, or they can stay with family, or they can stay with friends, or they can do something else. Mm-hmm. But we have a couple of hotels close by that we have reduced rates with, and you can also contact the seminary that you can stay on the 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 guest dorms at the seminary, right? <laughs> if you uh, if you want to be a little more stoic and not uh, not have the the additional pleasures of the Holiday Inn Express or the Senesta <laughs> Select, then uh, you can stay at the seminary campus and delve a little bit deeper into that seminary life while you're there. So we're not going full on disaster response, setting up tents and living on, on <laughs> no, campus. No, no cots, no cots, nothing like okay. that. So just uh, we're, for the preparedness side of things, we try to keep things a little more comfortable. <laughs> Very good. LCMS.org. You can find it under events or LCMS-LERT.org. You can find it there as well. The LCMS National Disaster Response Conference taking place September 28th through the 30th at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Pastor, anything else you want us to know about the Disaster Response Conference coming up this fall? No, that's it. Just come, have fun, join us with the conversation, give your own feedback, be a part of it. Very good. Our guest today, the Reverend Michael Meyer, he's Director of Training for LCMS Disaster Response. Pastor Meyer, thanks so much for being my guest on The Coffee Hour. Thank you, Andy, for having me. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.